Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hi, welcome to POV or My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Thank you for being a POV Plus subscriber. If you're not subscribed to POV Plus, make sure you do that because when you listen to this podcast with POV Plus, you are listening ad free and you get exclusive access to Text to My Therapist, the weekly episode that I release every Wednesday to talk about pop culture, news, and everything else going on in the world. Last week, I posted a really special episode. It was with my friend Cece, and Cece is such an enlightened person, and I love talking to her because she has such an optimistic point of view, and every time I say something that could possibly be detrimental towards myself, she just nips it right in the bud. Um, And that was a good, I think her episode really fit into the Who I Am series because it gives you a good starting place of like where to look at yourself and to understand how exactly you're looking at yourself. The next series that we're going to be going into in November is the Who I Am Now series. And that series is going to be all about comparing ourselves, who we were before and who we are now and how that journey looks and, and all the steps that it kind of took to get to the place that we are now. So make sure you tune in November for that series. But as we're coming to the end of the Who I Am series, next week will be the first episode actually of the Who I Am Now series is going to air. Next week is Halloween, but also it's November 3rd and also it's my birthday, November 2nd. Um, Yeah. So if you want to, um, you know, gift your POV girly a little some some. I got an Amazon wish list that y'all can go to. Or you can get some merch. Merch is a great way to support me and support the podcast. And the merch is so cute this year. Like, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I have had this merch since... I love how we just jump from topic to topic, but it's okay. I've had this merch since March of 2023. And I have worn this bitch everywhere and the amount of compliments I get when I wear this shirt people are always like oh my god what is that let me see your shirt and then I show them and they're like oh my god what's POV on my therapist and I'm like it's my podcast and they're like oh my god that shirt is so cute and then I was you know I had to be like oh it's not on sale yet but you know follow me on Instagram and then you'll see when it's on sale or whatever so now I don't have to do that I can just tell you to go to plus pov.com that is plus p-l-u-s pov.com um because pov plus was already taken whatever uh and you can get your merch there i am so excited about it this year and that's where you can also pre-order the pov and my therapist workbook yes there's a workbook okay and i'm super excited about that but back to what i was saying before So uh, next week is going to be the very first episode of the Who I Am Now series. And for that series, we have a really amazing guest joining us. Her name is Raquel Willis. She is a Black liberation, trans liberation, um, everything that we fight for as Black women and Black people in this land. 
She is so involved and her resume is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. So she'll be joining us and I'm so excited about that episode. I love, love, love that episode and that conversation and just Raquel in general. This week though, the last installment of who I am, I really want to talk about two things. I want to talk about where I am with career and relationships. And I think I'm just going to knock relationships out of the way because it's not a huge part of my life right now. So obviously I'm 27 and I'm about to be 28. You know, they say that my eggs are drying up, that my good years are behind me, that I am an old crow. But to be quite frank, sometimes I believe it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, I'm a child, how can I have a child? And then sometimes like, I want a baby. And then sometimes like, you don't need a baby, you need another dog. And then sometimes I'm like, I need another dog. And then sometimes like, you don't need another dog, you need a snack and a nap. And I'm like, you're so right, bestie. That's exactly what I need. But as I'm getting older, I just feel very confused. I thought I would be more, I don't know. I just felt, I thought that as life went on, I was supposed to, you know, gain more wisdom and it was supposed to be, and that wisdom was supposed to be at the forefront of everything that I made, like content wise, creatively, in my careers, all of these things. But I feel like what's really happening is I'm learning these big fat lessons all at once, not like multiple lessons at once. Like I'm learning big fat lesson number one about like, I don't know, finances all at once. And then the next lesson I learn is a big fat lesson about love and relationships. And then I learn a big fat lesson about being independent and being your best friend. And then I just kind of have these big four packages, things I learned, and they are so intense that they're not just note cards that I keep in my back pocket when I need the knowledge. They change me. <laughs> they absolutely change me <laughs> to my core, <laughs> to my molecular being. I'm changed in an instant. And I guess, you know, as you get older, everything has more stakes. And, you know, the things you do matter. Like last night, this, I was, you know, I was very shook by this, but on TikTok right now, there's that trend going on where it's like Susie, that girl, she's poor girl. She's, she's made an innocent TikTok. And she said, I call me crazy, but I don't like buying store-bought pesto. And then everybody's stitching it. And they're like, you're right, Susie. I don't like buying store-bought pesto. There's two of these TikToks in particular that really kind of shook me. The first one was this girl who she was saying how I already knew it was going to be heavy because she had hashtag grief in the caption, but she was talking about how she and her mother got into a fight over something really small and over a car. And she and her mom didn't talk for three months. And the thing with the car was that they bought her the car, she paid it off, but then she moved to Chicago and she didn't need the car anymore. It was actually costing her a lot more money having the car because she had to pay $300 for, um, for parking and then her catalytic convert is that the train of course it is why wouldn't it be uh but her catalytic converter got stolen out of the car and already she's spent so much more money 
over the years because her car got broken into three times. So having to get her car fixed each time. And then the last time they're stealing her catalytic converter. The car is just costing her a lot of money. She doesn't want the car. She's over it. So she really wants to sell it. And her mom's like, no, just drive it down to Florida, and which is where her parents are from. And they're like, you, we can keep it until you need it. She doesn't want to do that. They get into an argument and, you know, like one of those big arguments. Well, she doesn't talk to her mom for three months. And then one week she and her boyfriend decide that they're actually going to move back to Florida. And so she's thinking about, you know, how am I going to call my mom and like apologize for this fight that we got into over a car that she was right about that I'm keeping anyways. Girl, guess what? Why her mama die? Yes, her mama die. And just a week before she was even going to make the move out, before she was going to drive down to, with the car. She was like thinking about calling her and then her mom died. So she, her main point was that, you know, as the holidays are coming around, you know, just be very aware of the way that like you're engaging with family members. If somebody's toxic and there are conversations that have to be had, it's just, it's not necessary to just cut somebody off if there is a resolution to something, which listening to it, I was like, I don't know what words were said, but I don't really know what kind of argument fight I'd have to get into with my mom and my sister to not talk to them for for three months because yeah you know, like me and my sister have had rough patches and I probably talk to her once every two weeks um and now I'm like up her ass calling her every day and being like why don't you call me but I just can't imagine not talking to my sibling or my mom for that long simply because I do think about that. What if we get into this big argument and then the big fat fucking life lesson in here is that somebody dies. I think about that all the time. And I've said that to people when they're having stupid arguments and then they're like, well, that's not fair to say that. And I'm like, it's not fair, but it's also true. That could happen. So let's be careful, you know, with the grudges we decide to hold, you know, have your arguments, but come to a resolution. So that one stuck with me. And then the other one, that stuck with me was this girl talking about how she was in a relationship and of course she was in Atlanta. And I was like, I just wanted to know what this man looks like (laughs) because if he looks anything like I think he does, I hate this city. She was talking about this man and how she was in love with him, uh, but their relationship was not great. This man fakes a whole relationship with her till marriage and they get married and they have to go to couples counseling because that's part of her religion you know people in the south they'd be going to couples counseling before the marriage like kind of starts or like early on in the marriage so they go to couples counseling and the night before they go to their very first couples counseling meeting after they've been married he says to her oh wow i can't believe you fell for it Like, oh, I can't believe you fell for it. And she was like, what? And basically his whole goal was to get her to destabilize her in that moment. So then the next day when they go into couples counseling, she seems unstable and out of her mind. And I'm just like, goddamn. Like when I see things like that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm under the protection of the Lord. (laughs) I think about all of the relationships that I wanted so badly. And I'm like, you know, perhaps... It's a good thing that I've been single all 28 years of my life because what I'm seeing y'all go through, it don't look that scrumptious, but that doesn't stop me from being lonely because I am a person. 
In the Who I Am Now series, today we're going to cover two things, all right? First part is we're going to talk about relationships and kind of how I'm sitting with them now. I frankly don't really, it's weird. I don't care enough to put in the effort, but I'm a little bit slightly, you know, I have concern for myself because I look, I kind of look at myself like I am my own child sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, my daughter is 28. She don't got no boyfriend. She barely has a job. She's doing this thing called a podcast. I'm so worried about her. She needs to go to church. She needs to get right with the Lord. She needs to do a whole lot of shit and she's not listening to nobody. That's like how I think about myself all the time. But then the part of me that's supposed to take those thoughts and turn them into actions is like, I'm literally not listening to you right now because life is already complicated enough. And I just don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to actually do all of these things. I don't, how do I find a relationship? How does one do that? I don't know. And I don't think I should know. Okay. Because if I was supposed to be in a relationship, I would have already found, I would have found the most wonderful man. I would have found God's blessing to me a long time ago. And it would have been in the grocery store, on Tinder, on Bumble, on whatever. That motherfucker could have crash landed in my front yard. Okay? Yeah. Shocking thoughts I know. I'm just like I've done everything. I'm so I've done everything I'm supposed to, you know. I you know, I'm friendly. She's she's cute. Um she's oop, she's on the apps. She's, you know, I go out. When I go out I talk. I'm not I'm a very I I'm a weirdly antisocial social butterfly. I do all of these things. I meet new people. If I see somebody who's cute and they're friends with my friend, I'm like, introduce me to your little friend. You know, I'm not shy, my love. And, you know, I think I started under just kind of putting relationships to the back burner. I was in LA in March and I really love LA. I think that's my new favorite city. Either her or I'm really trying to listen, a side sidebar. Um, I'm trying to find a new city that I love. You know, my new, my new infatuation. Uh, I really want to go to Paris this year. So if I don't know, you're with a company, whatever brand partnership, people, whatever y'all need somebody to talk in Paris. I got you. I got you. Hit me up. Hit me up. I had a dream about this. So I've been manifesting it since then. All right. When I was in LA, I went to this bar. When I tell you everybody in this bar was my type. And as you know, I don't have a type. So imagine, imagine how many eligible bachelors there were at every corner of this bar. My love, I got so many phone numbers that night. So many men being like, you're gorgeous. Thank you. I know. Thank you so much. And then being like, oh my God, and you're funny. Y'all, I made one man cry in a good way. In a good way. Like, he asked me what I do with my life. I told him about my little podcast. He got so emotional because he was like, oh my God, I wish there was somebody like, you know, like that when I was young. There's so much shit I went through. I okay. I know how to connect with people. That's fine. That's fine. She's flirty. She's thriving. She's what have you. Most of those did not turn into anything. None of them did actually. But I think what that experience did is that it made me realize it's not me. I'm not the problem. 
contrary to popular belief, I'm not the problem. I just think I have not gotten to the right space and time. Does that stop me from once a week curling up in a ball and crying because I'm lonely? I do not have a boyfriend. There is no baby in my womb. Absolutely. But how am I supposed to find that baby and the man to put the baby in my womb if I don't want to leave my house? If, you know, we're being practical about it now. We're understanding that you could have anybody you want in the world. But do you want anyone in the world? No, you don't. You probably have a standard for yourself, as you should, if you don't get on that right away. And you deserve something that is good for you, something that will last, something that will stand the test of time, something that you don't have to beg for, cry for, plead for, make compromises to yourself for. You don't want that. Because even though we're doing that now and we're looking into the future and we're like, this is the goalpost, this person is the goalpost, this relationship is the goalpost. Once you get to the goalpost, you are hit with this sudden reality of what you've done and what you've locked yourself into and what your actual life is now because of the person that you have put all of your effort into. I would like when that reality hits me that I'm proud of my choices, that I'm happy that this is the person that I decided to have a child with, that this is the person I decided to get legally locked in a box with, that this is the person that if I'm dying, they have to make decisions about my last days. That's very heavy shit. And I'm sorry if I don't want that decision to be left up to a guy who takes too long to fucking text me back. <laughs> Babe, we're not doing that. And I think that's what that made me realize. I was like, okay, I might be flat. I said flat. Nope, fat. Remove that L. I might be fat. I might be all of these things that, you know, we're not going to lie to ourselves that kind of make it harder for us to date. But at the end of the day, I want... I. If I'm with somebody who wouldn't have dated me while I was fat, do I want to be with them still? Because that's something I think about all the time. I don't want, girl, if you would not have dated me when I was fat, even though I'm not, I don't even know why we're talking hypotheticals, but if you didn't want me when I was fat, I don't want you when I'm skinny, okay? You deserve good things even when you're not necessarily sure if you're worthy of them. It's, I mean, we're being honest here. Because I know I have a hard time. Sometimes I just, I, I'm like, what's going on? What's going on in, in my life? Why is everything I want so difficult for me to reach? Like, sometimes I just feel cursed. And I'm like, why? And then, but that's me completely, you know, ignoring other aspects of my life because I'm like, what is it all worth if I cannot have love? And I'm like, but then, you know, the other part of me who's a little bit smarter, she's like, bitch, shut up. You're 27. <laughs> Some people are on their second marriage, second divorce, what have you. You, we know, can only handle one. So don't play this game with yourself. But the other thing I find myself so happy about is... I remember when I like first started on dating apps, 
And, you know, I knew people who like met their significant others on these apps. And I was just feeling a large sense of FOMO. One of the things that really frustrated me was when I would like get ghosted or when a date would go badly or something didn't turn into anything like that really would like ruin my life. It would upset me and it would just absolutely bombard me with horrible thoughts about myself and my future and my self-worth and all these things. I'm still very much tempted to do that, but it doesn't last as long. And I'm happy about that. It doesn't last as long. And sometimes it just plainly doesn't happen. It doesn't even stick in my head. I'm just like, all right, it is what it is. Like, I actually don't care. I think I have finally gotten to that point where I don't care, where men are removed from the pedestal. If you can't get jiggy, why am I going to try to get jiggy? I don't care. I will care when you care. I will make effort when effort is being shown to me. Why do I have to constantly put in 100% into something that's not real, if we're being honest here? Not real. You can go on like two, three dates with somebody. That doesn't make it real. You can talk to somebody for months. That doesn't make it real. And putting all of my self-worth, all of my hopes, all of my dreams, fantasizing about this future that doesn't really exist when I have no proof of even intention that it could exist... I'm doing such a detriment to myself by doing that, and it's not good. And this is something that I've only come to terms with this year, that, you know, I there are other things that are more important that I want to focus on, and my love life will align when it aligns, because right now this bitch ain't aligning, okay? The other thing that I learned was when it comes to friendships. I think friendships and relationships are very similar. And the one thing that, you know, kind of taking all of that energy out of relationships and putting them back into friendships has made me understood is one, they're the same. If your significant other is not treating you how they treat their friends, or you're not treating your significant other how you treat your friends, you need to fix that. You whatever the solution is, it needs to be handled. Because I realize that a lot of us treat our friends a lot better than, okay, <laughs> let me clarify, babes. A lot of men, right? A lot of men treat their homies, their buddies a lot better than they ever dream of treating their women. I look at all the things that my girlfriends do for me and the things that I do for my girlfriends and how much love there is there. If, if a man cannot do this, somebody that I am supposed to give all of those heavy things to, I'm supposed to let you put a baby in me that's going to try, I mean, a baby is a parasite, for nine months. In the kindest way, a baby inside of you is a parasite, bitch. She is stealing calcium from your bones, all types of shit, okay? If I'm supposed to go through that with somebody for nine months and not to mention all the other sacrifices that come and all of the things that change when you're with somebody and you can't treat me as good or not better than my friends, that's fucked and I shouldn't be with you. Looking at this past year, I remember mostly though, is that when y'all remember when I sent that boy that package? (laughs) 
I do. I think it haunts me, actually. I remember one of my friends, she was like, damn, I wish you would have sent me a package. That little thing sat in my mind for a little bit. And it kind of made me wonder, how am I engaging with the people that are supposed to be my besties, who I'm supposed to be extremely close with? Like, how am I engaging in that? Am I giving them my time? Am I giving them my effort? Am I actually giving them my love? Or is it a transactional relationship? I think about all the time that I spend with my girlfriends and the intimacy that's there and the care that's there and the love that's there. Just the listening and the availability and being there for somebody else and prioritizing somebody else. I think about how we do that for each other. And that is the least that we deserve in relationships. So many times we settle for the bare minimum with men that we would not settle for a relation and a friendship at all. If a girl did half of the shit that a man did in a relationship, situationship, talking stage, courting stage, what have you, we would be bitch talking shit about this woman to everybody that we know being like you are the worst friend I've ever had I hate you so much you're not a good person you're not a good friend but a lot of women you know they take that shit from men and I think that's something we have to be very cautious about and something that we have to think about as we're doing it are, am I actively being a good friend? What am I providing in my friendships? Am I a really good listening ear? Am I really good at giving advice? Am I really empathetic? Am I am I actually, you know, giving in a way that's more than emotional? Am I do I like to give my friends money? Do I like to buy my friends gifts? What is my friend's love language? How do I engage in that? If my friend likes quality time, do I give them a lot of that? I all of these things. And I feel like women are pretty good about it. We're very, you know, we're very good about it. We pick up on the cues and we give them. And even if you have the one friend who they don't like giving hugs, when you need that hug, they're going to give it to you. We need to be as intentional in our relationships with men because they're flying under the radar, getting away with so much shit. And they're not doing a quarter of this stuff. You forgive a lot that honestly, unless that boy is putting a million dollars in your bank account every other month, there's no reason why half of this shit should be forgiven. That was something that I also became aware of. And I found myself being like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that, you know, I have my girlfriends that I really love and they love me and we love each other and we're besties and I'm so happy. And I find that that fulfills a lot of that want that I want in a partner that I can't have now. But I don't feel, I can want things, but I don't feel like I am a hollow, whole of a person, a hollow void of a person, because I am being replenished by my relationship with my friends, by my relationship with my mom, by my relationship with my sister. There's constant love flowing in and flowing out. And so that makes me feel less, you know, empty inside. And now when a guy comes around and I'm talking and uh, if the if I'm like, are you, I bitch, I'm giving a lot of love on the daily and I'm receiving a lot of it on the daily. Can you match that? What does your cup look like? Oh, is it a teaspoon or is it a five gallon jug that you're able to pour, pour in and out and what have you? Now, the next segment of what I want to talk about, the who I am of it all 
is career. And I cannot say that I find a lot of joy in this topic because I am in a constant state of anxiety and panic and anger and confusion and frustration and being overwhelmed and being overstimulated and hating and having a little bit of jealousy and and just fucking being mad when it when it comes down to my career and and purpose and all of those things. I've been having a really hard time lately because I was really excited to start the podcast. I really was. I was so looking forward to it. I was excited. I I was ready to jump back in because I hadn't you know, I hadn't been doing it for a while since May and I felt I was refreshed. I was rejuvenated. I feel like I spent so many months in the spa and now I'm like, I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to engage again, to talk again. And then that first two weeks of being back and like planning and having to upload and stuff, I was just like, why do, why am I ready to quit? (laughs) Why am I ready to quit? Like, Every little inconvenience that happens when it comes to this podcast, I am ready to take the mic and jump off a bridge. I'm so, I find myself being so over it and so exhausted by just the thought of thinking that I have to do it. And I think I just forgot how anxiety inducing the whole thing is because a big part of having this podcast and a big part of the reason why you guys are here, if you guys did not come from a lot of the collaborations that I did with Apple, you're probably here because of TikTok. And every week when I posted my TikTok, something, some some video I posted, something would inevitably go off and, and the girls would be like, yes. They'd be like, where can I find the podcast? Where can I listen? I'd be like, here you go, bestie. You know, there would be a lot of attention. There would be like this continuing energy coming back as I'm putting energy forth, energy is coming back and so on and so on and so on. That has not happened. Even though we're two episodes in, I cannot say definitely it's not happening. I give up. I'm sad. That hasn't happened. And because of that, it's caused a lot of anxiety for me because I'm like, I have to continuously keep growing. I'm scared. I'm going to go stagnant. I'm scared that my TikTok is dead, that no, I'm not going to get a reach, that nobody's going to see my content that I'm working so hard to create. And I'm looking at these numbers and I'm judging myself and I'm comparing myself to other people. And I'm saying, what are these people doing that I'm not doing? I'm funnier than you. I'm this, I'm that. I'm, I'm sitting there tit for tat comparing numbers and likes and comments and engagement and quality of, you know, character, all of these things. And it's not fun. It's not fun. And it makes everything worse because Inevitably, you're going to come across the one girl who can sit on TikTok, do nothing, and go viral and get her brand deals and make her money and be happy. And obviously, that's not you. That's not me. That's not me. That's not my situation. I wish it was. And then I get discouraged. And I start thinking, why am I even doing any of this shit? I'm working so hard and shit is just not going my way and I'm useless. Maybe I'm unlikable. Maybe I'm unrelatable. Maybe I'm unfunny. I'm 
un, un, un. I'm so many uns. If I was, then, you know, my numbers would be up. I'd have a boyfriend. I'd have a good job. I'd have a lot of money in the bank if I wasn't so, you know, whatever. And then at the same time, I'm like applying for jobs. Nobody's getting back to me. And who cares if everybody's having the same problem? It is a bigger problem because it's happening to me. Duh. (laughs) So we need to alert the president of the United States because it's happening to Divine. So now it's really an issue. It's touched me. We need a solution. We need to get the cabinet together. We need something. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm taking, despite the fact that there are trends in the news of what's happening, I'm like, no, Divine, you're the loser. You're the problem. Shit's not working out because you're involved. I don't know what kind of psychological shit that is but it's very fucked and it's something I need to figure out because I will internalize a lot of shit and I will put the blame on myself for a lot of shit that really does have to do with me and even when I'm trying to be like it's not you it's happening to everybody else I'm like you're just making excuses because you're lazy because you're you're not funny. You're un, you're not brave. You're not life-changing. You're just, you're fucking you. And I tend to not have a lot of sympathy for myself at all because I'm like, bitch, there are children right now working their asses off, feeding their whole families. And what the fuck are you doing, bitch? You live with your mom and your dog And then, you know, I have like the part of my brain that's trying to rationalize. That's like, okay, yeah, but what's the point of paying for an apartment when one, you barely have money and two, then your mama gonna live in this big ass house all by herself. What is the point of that? Everybody in your family having individualized homes, this idea of individualization, everybody being a landowner and living so far away from each other. That is American culture, babe. Like, let's be real. Why, why, what do you have to prove? You are actually very lucky. You have a roof over your head. Your tummy is full, clearly, fatty. Stop. (laughs) I'm sorry, that was not nice. You know, your tummy is full. Your doggy is happy. Your mommy is happy. You You have a home now. What is there to complain about? I will find something. I promise I'll find something. And I will fixate on that thing until nothing in my life, no matter how worse it has been, can compare to this thing that is happening now. We are working on it. One of the things that has helped me a lot recently, though, and that I need to write it out or like, Make it a nice little Pinterest quote to put as my background, to print it out and to put it everywhere so I can see it everywhere. You know, the whole situation with my house, there were, there was, I'm not even going to say there was a time, there were times. No, because most of the time I thought to myself, this is never going to end. This situation is always going to be my situation. It is never going to end. My, I'm always going to have this horrible, like crumbling house. Like this shit is never going to get fixed. I'm never going to have a kitchen. I'm never going to have 
you know, peace and at home. Home is never going to feel like home. I am going to be stuck in this place forever. I thought that all the time. And then to see how quickly these things have changed in just two months, to see how quickly all of that has changed. Whenever I start getting really sad about, you know, my career or my podcast or my TikTok or my funds or the lack thereof, I have, I I think about this fucking house and I'm like, if this house can change, so much can change. There were times when you did not, there, you did not think that any of this would change and now it's all different. That can happen to your career. That is going to happen to your career. Shit changes overnight. You work for years, decades even, and thinking nothing is ever going to go anywhere. But the fact you keep working, you keep working, and suddenly somebody sees you or suddenly you are thrust upon the grand stage and now your life has changed overnight. One of the things I think I've talked, I've mentioned this before, but one of the, I also think about this too, is that guy who he got three people on the live bitch. And one of them is Oprah fucking Oprah. He got three people on the live, his mom, his sister, and Oprah. The thing is, if you quit and you never get on that live, if you don't get on your zoom, if you don't get on that zoom, you're never going to know who else is on that zoom. If you don't get on that Zoom, if you don't get on that live, if you don't post that post, if you don't create what you are supposed to create, if you don't create the things that align with your purpose, and if you don't create with intention, and if you don't blindly create because you decide that you failed before trying, you will always fail because you never tried and you decided that you failed. Am I posting half of the time upset, angry, with tears in my eyes? Absolutely. But one thing about me is I'm stubborn than a motherfucker. I really am. I refuse to quit. I refuse to be told no. I refuse a lot of shit. And as much as I can talk shit about myself, as I'm talking shit about myself, I'm still going to do the shit I got to do. I have been so depressed this week for so many different reasons. Although none of them was because I was single. So let's just applaud that. Thank you. But I've been so depressed this week and I've just felt so heavy and like so sad. And whether, you know, that's my incoming period or whether that's because I'm finally taking my medication again consistently and my body is reacclimating or whether it's just, you know, seasonal depression or whatever, I need to remember that things are not permanent, All of this, I'm telling you, I know these truths because I have said them to myself. People have repeated them to me. I see them everywhere I look. Is it easy for me to remember that when I'm going through it? No. Like half of the time, I'm like, I'm so full of shit. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm full of shit because I'm sitting up here and I'm like, this is how you're supposed to feel. This is how I do to feel better. This is this and that. And it's like, but I'm, I'm not really full of shit because at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this shit doesn't always work. And half of the time I still feel like shit, but I would rather feel like shit and have a tiny little fucking light at the end of the tunnel than feel like shit and be trapped in a box with no light anywhere and no hope of anything and none of that. I don't think the point of anything is to ever be perfect. I think the point of everything is to know that things can change. 
that our circumstances can change. And I'm not even going to say we have the power to change our circumstance. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's not up to us because sometimes the things we want are not what we need now and are not going to benefit us in the long run. I was eavesdropping on my mom's conversation the other day. And she said that one time she was during the housing crisis when she lost a bunch of properties, like uh, rental units, she was at church and she was like praying very deeply. And she was like, she was like, God, like you've done so much for, you've done so much for other people at the snap of a finger. It does not take that much effort to save my investment properties. And she was like, clear as day, I heard a voice in my head that said, girl, I ain't tell you to buy no houses, child. I did not tell you to buy them houses. And she was like, yep, she got right the fuck up. And she went to her lawyer and she was like, we're going to file for bankruptcy right now. Thank you very much. Because sometimes you want to do the thing and shit's not working out and you're crying about it and it's causing you all of these sorrows. It wasn't supposed to be anyways. It was not part of your purpose. It wasn't part of your life. Does that, knowing that, experiencing that, make the journey any easier? No. Absolutely the fuck not. I wish with all of my emotional knowledge that I never got depressed. Oh, I wish I could just be the happiest little babe on earth. But that's just, that's right now, that's not the situation. But we're working there. And I believe that one day I can be fully happy. I believe that one day I will not even like recognize the words depression. I'm going to hear that name and I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, babe. I don't know her. But here's how I forgot her. All right? Because this shit comes and goes. And life has its ups and its downs and all of the shit. But at the end of the day, I believe that shit can change. And that is what is possible. That's what's important is remembering that nothing is permanent. So I think I've yapped your ear off enough today. Um, next week, so exciting. Next week is my birthday, your Scorpio season. <laughs> um, it's my season. I mean, it's already Scorpio season, but next week is my birthday. So if you want to buy some merch, this will be the opportune time to do it. Um, if you want to check out my Amazon wish list because you want to support POV or my therapist, go ahead and do that. The other way you can support me because you love me and it's my birthday and you're so happy that I'm alive is you can subscribe to POV Plus. That way you do not get interrupted three times an episode to hear Don Don a Home Depot ad. That does not happen to you, okay? So if you want to subscribe, it's $5. You get to, there's no ads. You don't even have to skip the ads. There's no ads whatsoever. And you get exclusive listening to Text to My Therapist, the weekly podcast that I do that talks about everything happening in the world. On this week's episode, we talk about Palestine being pro-Palestine. We also talked about Bernie Madoff, which I don't know if, <laughs> don't know if you know, but that is my Roman Empire. We talk about my Roman Empire, which is Bernie Madoff and Ponzi schemes. Because, bitch, I love a good scheme. Oh, I love a good scam. But not to me and not to other people. I just love the in and outs of it all. You know, it's very interesting to me. 
Okay. Um, but that's what we talked about last week. And on this next episode, I'm... Okay. First of all, if somebody knows how to get a fucking Kindle book on your iPad, will you please tell me? <laughs> I don't know how to do it. And I want to read Britney Spears' new book. So we can talk about it next week. I've got three days to figure this shit out. And I'm like, how the fuck do I get a Kindle book on my iPad? And I know I already downloaded the Kindle app. That did not help me. I got even more confused. So I got to figure that out. But next week, we're going to talk about this book, this Britney Spears book. I'm also going to talk about Justin Timberlake. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff this week. All right. Um, But thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure that you share it with a friend or a family member or even a stranger. I don't know what you do on the weekends. Um, But also leave a rating and review that is very helpful and that lets this Apple Podcasts, oh my God, why am I stumbling so much? When you leave a rating and review that allows Apple Podcasts and Spotify to know that you are enjoying the show, that you think other people should see it. And so, you know, it kind of gives me a little boost in the algorithm. If you want to keep up with what I'm doing on the daily, make sure to follow me on Instagram at VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, or on TikTok, also at VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. But I will see you next week for a new episode of Text to My Therapist, only available to POV Plus subscribers on the Apple Podcast app on Wednesday. And I will see you next Friday for a special edition of POV and My Therapist because it's going to be the day after my bath day, okay? Thank you so much. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you are blessed. I hope you are not stressed. I hope you are cute and you are happy and you... I don't know. I hope a whole lot of good shit happens to you this week. Okay. I love you so much. Bye.